Hello everyone, this season is going so amazing, meeting so many people at a time who has been changing a cause in the society today and today I have a very special guest coming up on this, meet Captain Arohi Pandit, first Indian woman to cross across the Atlantic Ocean alone in the LSA and she has been flying around the globe as a part of the Women Empower Expedition and she has set up the world record for flying across the second largest ice sheet on the planet. So. It's my really pleasure today talking with you. So I have some list of questions for you. So, like, when did you know you want to be a pilot? So, like, uh, you know, if you go to like a kindergarten or like first grade or second grade, then you ask kids what you want to be. Like, the most common answers are doctor, engineer, and pilot. So even I was one of those kids since like, like I think I was eight year old and. Uh, that's when you know I started to understand what really aviation is and the actual situation when it kicked off was when I was traveling with my father so since he has a tourism business right he takes trips for colleges and industries so I had a chance to travel all around India I think I've traveled six to seven times across India with him for oh, free. Wow. yeah <laughs> So uh, we were taking a flight from Cochin Airport, I remember, and that was the first time I saw a pilot, like, you know, face to face. Before that, I had never seen a pilot ever in my life. And it also happened to be a female pilot. And since then, I was like starstruck. I was like, I I don't know, I don't know how much I have to study, what I have to do, but I will become a pilot. So it was like a kid's dream for me. Uh, and that became real for you today. Uh, thank God. <laughs> Yeah, so like how do you feel to be the only female pilot in the world cross across solo like Pacific and Atlantic Ocean? So like when I got this opportunity, you know, I was just 21 and I was just fresh in the market, you know, that fresh pilot just got her uh, commercial license. So when I took this opportunity, I did not, I did not take it that seriously. You know, obviously because like I was very innocent, yeah. Like I didn't see the I had never been without my parents anywhere. Just for holidays, we used to go abroad. That's it. You know, I've never been anywhere alone. So I just took it as an opportunity to fly around the world and see the world and you know to get a new experience. So uh, as like to be very honest, I learned during the process. You know, whatever whatever things were happening however the difficult flights were however the difficult challenges were i literally learned through the process because i was not prepared at all and you know when you get that title you don't realize it because when i got that title i was first time i got that title i was in canada and the second time i was in russia so i did not see the impact that made in our country so when I got back and when I used to talk to my mom and dad because they experienced that thing like you know people are talking and praising and they're really happy so I experienced it after coming back but then like I did not feel anything because there was just like an ordinary pilot alone flying solo but it's a great feeling and to be very honest for a week you don't even realize if you have done something great because for you you were just uh, just a normal flight you know you've been doing I've been flying since I'm 17 so for me it was just like one of those flights but LSC is like very risky, like you know, it's very like lightest aircraft, right? Yes. So yeah. like nobody gives you like any work you do. Nobody gives you a written letter like you know you're gonna come out of this alive. So of course I was not given any letter. What you thoughts you like came across while flying solo? So I think flying solo is one of the most peaceful thing I've done, and one of the main reason to do it solo is because. 
I was the whole sole responsibility of my life and the plane. And you know, whenever you have a co-pilot or whenever you have passengers, you have a pressure, kind of pressure on your shoulder, on your head, on your brain that you know you are taking so many people along with you. But when you do it solo, you are whole sole responsible of yourself, and you can make decision. I think 0.5 seconds faster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can relate to that. <laughs> yeah. So, like, what, like, uh, which, which journey was the best for you while you're flying? Like, not only solo, but like in your whole pilot journey. I think flying near the northern Atlantic Ocean, like uh, uh, covering the ice caps and ice caps and ice in Greenland, that has to be the most beautiful because, like, I have never flown there before before flying for the expedition, and I love cold countries, so I enjoyed flying in cold weather, and that was really challenging. It was fun and challenging both at times. Yeah, but like then, like going through this LSA, like I guess it's like very risky than any commercial flight or any other flight. So, like, what are your thoughts upon it? Like, how did you uplift your journey with that? Uh, so, like, uh, this plane is a Pipistrelle. It's a Slovenian company, and the plane which I was given by the Navy Blue Foundation, it was named Marley, which meant Mother Earth, which, which means Mother Earth. So, uh, of course, I was trained on it. I had like 40 hours of training before I left India for my journey. But uh, like, I won't say it's all motivation because, like, I believe nobody wakes up motivated. Like, at least I don't. You know, nobody wakes up motivated. But I strongly believe that when you get into bad situation or bad weather, in my case, you always trust your training because you are being trained for it, so you know what to do. So yeah. I think that's what got me my training because I I have had really uh, bad flights you can say during this process. I think it was my training and I think while crossing the Atlantic, it was the first time I was uh, in a very bad weather condition. You know, like for the first time I thought like I wouldn't I would not land on the other island. That was one thought I got for the very first time and the last time. Hopefully, in my flight journey. Yeah, but like you know, whenever like we travel or like go, so the climatic condition changes, and that's one of the riskiest part you face all the time. So like, how did you you know made up that mind? Like, uh, yeah, you'll go and land there. Like, was it so like you know like how did you boost up yourself that time? So usually, as a pilot, it. Uh, when you start preparing for your pilot license, aviation meteorology plays a very important role because you have to study the weather. You know, as a pilot, you can forecast the weather for the next six hours. You know, you have to you have to be able to read all the aviation charts or the weather charts, so which is pretty much reliable. And uh, I used to take reference from the army bases, you know, air force bases of the particular country. So the weather chart was very like at least I could say like it was ninety nine point eight percent precise. But again, you cannot trust the weather. In the end, it's only forecast, you know. But I think sometimes you have to take chances, you know. Imagine if someone is thinking so much to do things, you know, it's never really possible if you just keep on thinking. Yeah, definitely. So, like, what is your next trip that you're planning after post COVID? Well, uh, so I completed my trip from India, Pakistan, Iran, all the way westward to Russia, and my plans were to uh, get the plane from, from Russia to India. But due to COVID and there were lots of restrictions of government because you know it's a small plane and I fly at a very low height. So you know that some countries you're not allowed. I mean they were not allowing a foreign plane to fly that low. You know. Yeah. 
for problems and now because of covid i i cannot i'm not even risking to do that so i think now i'm i'm a commercial pilot by profession now so i probably might join airline so that's great i hope to meet you somewhere if i travel please hope <laughs> i need to start flying soon sure sure so like who inspired you in this whole journey who was the greatest one to inspire you so like you know i did not take inspiration from a single person there were lot many people who were given given their all just to you know help me to get flying like there were many people there's a uh, one very senior pilot matthews lenarch he's from slovenia and he has what i have done he's done four times more than me you know in the same plane uh but he is very senior i absolutely adore him i'm a fan i used to write fan mails to him but <laughs> but now since he knows me and you know he's been helping us so like he replies me it never goes unread so there were many people and then from india also i got a lot of help our ministry they helped us a lot women and child uh, development um, miss uh, shrimati manaka gandhi she helped us with me visas and there were lots of foreign pilots who fly who, who were flying with me who were willing to fly with me and help me you know just to cope up with the local weather so there were lot i just cannot take one single day and of course my team who was like working day and night you know that goes without saying that is good like you are like boosting up with everyone like you know taking everyone single thought and getting inspired and you are also one of the inspiration of everyone today <laughs> Yeah. So, like, how do you describe self-confidence and failure in your life? So, uh, I think nowadays people give failure a lot of thought. You know, I'll like my first failure came when I failed to ride a bicycle. You know, I still don't know how to ride a bicycle. And since <laughs> I was scared, you know, my friends used to tease me a lot <laughs> because it came like since four I started learning, I failed. Then six. Uh, 18 18 I I still didn't know how to ride a bicycle and people used to make a lot of fun so I was like you know screw you I'm going to start flying so oh <laughs> at the age of 17 I started yeah I'm pretty much open like you know before I used to feel uh, you know thodi sharam aati thi used to feel shy like you know how can I say I don't know how to ride a bike <laughs> but now I'm like listen mujhe nahi aati <laughs> so I don't think you how to ride a bicycle and you know how to like you know fly a plane that's like you know probably because i don't know how to ride a bicycle that's the reason i know how to ride a plane <laughs> yeah so it is it like not on ground but i will fly high in the sky <laughs> like that so you are of course the captain and uh, leadership is of course important with your team so like what do you think what skills a person should possess to be a leader the most important thing is to be patient and to have trust and uh, i think these are the two most and the most important is respect for your team members you know if we, if i am not the one uh, respecting other people's opinion and respect and not respecting their criticism i am not the one to be called a leader you know i have yeah. been to everything bad things good things worst things best things that's what i have learned in this journey Yeah, that's totally true. Like as a leader, you have to cope up with everything all together and be responsible. So, like it's really a proud moment when like uh, you are flying under Women Empowerment Expedition. And like, what message would you like to give to society today, to girls, how to uplift themselves and to follow their dreams? Uh, like, uh, if I talk about aviation, uh, it's it's a very difficult. Uh, 
difficult and very expensive field to get in but you know for a girl or for any woman the family support is very important so by just not starting with a girl but it's very important to start with your father your brother your grandfather and your mother and you know all the women in your family and also the men because if you don't get enough support from them your foundation is not strong and it's very difficult especially in india to go ahead with any of your dream so whenever i talk about women empowerment i just don't talk about girls i also talk about boys because it's very important for us as a whole society to understand like if if we don't push each other we are just going to fall flat and there's no there's, there's no success without togetherness yes you are like inspiring everyone today and keep inspiring keep like making name of our nation it's really <laughs> i'm honored to talk with you today <laughs> thank you so much thank you so much tamasha you're doing a great job and i hope you get more and more girls into it and i wish oh, you all the best